0: Welcome to That Game Show, the awkward, inappropriate, random podcast that occasionally talks about games. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of That Game Show. I am your host, Chase Bunker, and joining me today is a man who I just happened to discover on Twitch through a raid, essentially, and normally after raids I just turned them off but there's something about this guy I just gravitated to and then slowly but surely he became one of my favorite streamers on Twitch. I don't I still don't know much about Twitch. I'm going to be a, I'm not going to lie. I'm like a boomer when it comes to Twitch. I have like 5 or 6 follows and that's about it. But he's one of the best Hearthstone players that you've probably never heard of and you should because he's really good. He offers great deck advice and also it's just an overall fun time. He is the superior David, superior David, how are you?
1: Good, good. Wow, that was that was quite a welcome. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like freaking ready for this now. Very hyped. Uh,
0: you, you should be. Like, I'm gonna be flat out honest. Like, when I was doing mornings, like, I love your streams, and I don't know what it is, but I think it was just like you or this the community. But you somehow have developed this like unique experience that's also just like a lot of fun in a way. And I just loved it. And so when I went to work mornings and I had to be up at like 2.30 in the morning, it's like, oh no, I can't watch some of my favorite streamers now because you're usually on at like 10 o'clock Eastern.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that a lot from people because I'm a late night streamer and uh, it's, it's it comes with the territory of streaming. I've learned, you know, I've been doing it for like, I'm going into my third year, I think. And, uh, you know, you're... You know, everyone's in a different place in their life, and I feel like you know you're always you know doing your same thing every time, and you really get to just be with people for that little slice of their life where like their schedule just happens to line up with yours, and then like mm-hmm. inevitably you know people people they move on to other things. Like sometimes like they graduate college if they're in school, or they get like a new job, and then you just never see them again. And it's something you, don't, you know people don't really talk about on Twitch. It's something it's just been a odd observation I've had over the years. Well, one thing
0: I think is really cool about your stream is just the fact that you kind of just take a vested interest in everybody. And you're, I mean, you're a Twitch partner now, I believe, correct? Uh, yes. And so, like, with your thousands of followers, you've got a ton of subscribers, you seem to do a great job of keeping up with at least all the subs and all the consistent people. Like, do you just have, like, a... like? Not like a useless memory, but one of those memories that like, oh, this isn't good at school, but I will remember every single detail about X person's life.
1: You know, I don't remember every single detail of X person's life. If if I could do that, I probably would not be Twitch streaming. I'd be doing some. I'd be like changing the world in some massive way with that kind of memory, but uh, I think my my trick is I try to remember at least one thing about, like uh, like a person, if they like talk a lot, you know? So mm-hmm. if I see your name a lot, I'll try to remember at least one thing that like one connection and uh because there's a lot more of people in chat than there are of me so it's 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 like a losing battle battle to try to remember like everyone's life story so i try to at least get that like one detail so i could at least you know keep that connection because you know we're all like hanging out and uh you know just trying to have a good time and I, it's just to try to like get in like the, uh, people are invested in me so i try to like you know invest imbe- like take the time to invest in them and get to know them because we're you know we're hanging out after all
0: that, that is true and it- I mean, I thought it was crazy that, like, oh, hey, you just suddenly follow me, and you're just like, oh, wait, that person's that game show because I mean, I don't have my own name on there, and it's like, oh, he kind of <laughs> has a, like an easy, inter- like a vested interest in my life, and you're like, oh, hey, how's the job over in X field, and it's like, oh, he remembered, I feel special. And well, I, I
1: mean, the- yeah, when you, I try, I try, I really try. It's uh, because I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, it just makes everything more fun when we're just like, yeah, you know, we all know each other, we're having a good time, just nice way to like build a community, make friends. So
0: that's true. So you've been Mm -hmm. streaming for three years and you just got partner for what, like a few months ago. What was it like? Like take me into that, that moment when you realize that you are now a Twitch partner after all the relentless hours of streaming, all of the three years of hard work, all the days that you've had to have like maybe one or two views in the early process. (laughs) What was Uh, that moment like?
1: I'm sorry for talking over you. Uh, it felt pretty good, not gonna lie. And I, I and just to clarify, I'm I'm going into my third year, so it's been like two and change right now, I believe. Nice. Um, just just to clarify for the record here. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a really cool feeling because, uh, you know, honestly, Twitch has been stringing me along for like months, where like you know, I I would apply and they're like, okay, you're not quite there yet, but you're on the right track, and I just have to apply like every like, you know, thirty days or so after that. And it's really stressful for like when you're like teetering on the edge of like hitting that, uh, you know, uh, hitting that partner threshold and it's definitely like a lot of pressure on creators to, you know, maintain that, uh, maintain those numbers so they could like get uh, get that partner status. And then when you get it, you're just like, OK, so now what? And because uh, nothing really like, you know, it's a really cool achievement, but like nothing really changed for me, if that makes sense. It's not like I'm like, like, uh, you know, I'm not like quitting my job. I, I also like work full time still. It's mm-hmm. uh, streaming as a part time thing, but. Uh, you know, it's still like a really cool accomplishment really fun. And, uh, I don't know, I guess I just, I just hit it. I'm just like, oh, cool. So like, uh, yeah, I know, I guess, sorry, I'm just rambling on right now. Let me pick it up here. Uh, (laughs) uh, I guess, uh, you know, when you're trying to get there, it feels like the goal and then when you get there, you're like, wait, this is just the beginning. If that makes sense.
0: What's what's next for you have you thought about streaming full-time? Like, has that idea just loomed over? It's like I made partner now, maybe I can finally do this full time. Oh yeah, I've definitely like thought
1: about it, but I feel like at this point in my life it's not really feasible because uh, you know, I you know, I live with my girlfriend, the superior lady, in our like one bedroom apartment, and I sort of take over the living room for the streaming stuff. So there's like some prerequisites that have to be met first. Like, gotta get a two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like the big one. Um, but you know, from there, you know, maybe. I've I've definitely been like thinking about it more because, you know, I'm like twenty nine and I'm like, okay, well what am I doing with my life? I got to sort of like, you know, figure stuff out and like what I want for my future. So i thought about just like, you know, giving it a shot and just seeing if I could make it work. And if not, then, you know, move on to something else.
0: Yeah. I know that feeling like it's like, first off two bedrooms. Oh my gosh. It's so nice. Like a two bedroom apartment. Like when I finally moved out and I had a, when I say finally moved out, I mean, finally moved out like by myself. Cause I was living with roommates for so long, like to have my computer, like not beside my bed, And I could just have my own office where I could decorate all my stuff. It's such a nice feeling. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Wait, you have a two-bedroom for just yourself?
0: Well, it's me and my wife.
1: Oh, okay. 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 I couldn't remember if you were married or not. Okay. Yeah. So never mind. Never mind. I was just like, man, one person, two bedrooms, that is something that I, did, yeah, I mean, that's like, like royalty right there.
0: I was by myself. Man, remember, Florida is a lot different than LA because like over in LA, like a pandemic exists over there. Like over in Florida, we're like, ah, whatever. And then we just we still have lived our life for some reason. <laughs> but like yeah, like we I had a two bedroom for a little bit. It was kinda like a one and a one and a half 'cause it was like a lot smaller. But mm-hmm. it, it was just such a nice feeling, and so like when you get that in L.A., hopefully it's still in L.A. when you make all your your Twitch money and all that, <laughs> it, it's a great feeling. So, how did you get the name Superior David?
1: Oh man, well we're gonna have to you know rewind a bit here, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it really just starts back in um, when I was in film school. I was taking a production class, uh, and this you know really big school. Uh, but this was like a 10, 15, no, it was like 15-person production class. And of course, in this class, there was another David. And he was the absolute worst person. Just super obnoxious, annoying, I guess those were the same words. And he was also just like o- overall like pretty rude. We really didn't like him too much. And so uh, I would just call him the inferior David because I was just so, like, I was so salty about being in a class with this other David. Like out of all the people in this freaking school, in this 15-person class. So uh, by, as a result, I just sort of became the superior David. And uh, then years later, I know this is a long story. Bear with me here. You know, you might want to like pop a squat for this. You know that I'm interviewing Um, (laughs) you,
0: right? Like, so you're allowed to ramble. Did you not hear my five minute intro where I just started rambling and I just go, oh, I should probably (laughs) stop talking now.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I'm a rambly person. So we're going to, this is going to go great here. But uh, anyways, uh, so uh, flash forward to uh, when I was about to graduate uh, from film school, I was sort of in a lecture and uh, the professor was sort of talking about how you know, we live in the age of new media with like YouTube and other like new media platforms where, you know, if, if you like, if you're looking for a job in a certain field, you don't have to like wait to get that job. Like if you want to be like a writer, you don't have to wait to find like a writing gig. You, You could just like write your own stuff and just put it up on the internet and you know, you could like build yourself up that way. And that sort of resonated with me. Um, and so I brainstormed ideas and I came back to the superior David joke that I made like years prior. And I was just like, Maybe there's something here for like a YouTube channel. And so when I graduated college, I made a YouTube channel called The Superior David, where uh, basically I would it was sort of like a vlog-esque channel where I would uh, just talk about my life, which, you know, as a recent unemployed college grad was, you know, fairly mediocre. But I think the, you know, the character of The Superior David and that would be to like look at this mediocre situation and find like the superiority in it and really just spin things in like a sarcastic way. And then I'd also, uh, you know, make fun of a David like every week on top of that. So uh, that's sort of where the Superior David came from. And it became like a moniker that I'd use online after that. And I just use it for Twitch and, you know, the rest is history.
0: Nice. It's funny you like you have that story because when I worked over at a Regal Theater over in Orlando, there I've never had to deal with this before because, like, uh, Chase isn't exactly what you call a common name. It seems mm-hmm. like now, though, I'm kind of hearing it more and more. So it's like, yay, finally, recognition and there was a manager named chase and i was just training and i accidentally like did a bad impression to of a manager and so i was then referred to as a hole chase and he was just regular he was just like chase and so i was just referred to that until everybody left and so i'm like all right cool i guess i'm just regular chase now and then you just see her like every time she'll come in every once in a while. You hear from the back of the theater, "Hey, a hole chase." It's like, oh, yeah. all right." Apparently, I'm the bad guy still. That's okay.
1: I mean, that's how you know nicknames stick like that. But uh, that's funny because I also worked at a movie theater growing up for a, for a long time, and it was a great, uh, great like first job in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I also worked at a movie theater in college, so you know, good times there.
0: Oh, we oh we have so many conversations with that. What was their first I know, weekend? That's what I'm
1: thinking too. What was oh, your first, first weekend? weekend? It was a landmark theater, so they always showed more, uh, you know, uh, independent artsy films, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote. I don't know how you want to classify them, but I remember Synecdoche, New York, because I could not pronounce it, and I was, like, ushering, and I had to, like, announce when the movie was seating, and it was, like, I was saying, like, Cinder Shea or something, and (laughs) uh, I know, my coworkers were just like, who did we just freaking hire here?
0: uh, what, what, What about you? What was your first weekend? I believe it was The Breakup. Or it was that Vince Vaughn. That's uh, what I was
1: gonna say. The Vince Vaughn Jennifer Aniston movie.
0: Yes. Or X Men Three: The Last Stand. Oh man, that 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 would probably be a scary
1: weekend because people. Not like that one too much.
0: I see. Because it was just before Pirates. It was one of those where like May. It was like I think it was a month of like May or June where just like everything was just hitting. Which I mean, granted, that's you know that's usually always summer, Mm -hmm. but it was just like. Holy crap, like banger after banger after banger. And so, um, yeah, I, I worked there. Like I was a it was a small theater over in Melbourne and you had to do every job. So uh, the ticket, you bought your tickets at the concession stand. Uh, you also ushered and you, like somebody mm-hmm. ripped tickets and it, you, you pretty much just did every job. And so I did that for like, I was in the theater up until like maybe two or three years ago, to be honest. Like I was oh, in it man. for too long. But, the
1: theater life chooses you.
0: Yes, that's what it was. And so, so many years. Like I had to be like stuck with the confliction of do I want Thanksgiving or do I want Christmas off?
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was also you know Jewish too. So it was like, well, actually, like my my stepmom's Irish Catholic, so we'd celebrate Christmas. So my my manager was always just like, what What do you mean you can't work Christmas? So my I always worked New Year's Day. That was that was always my day.
0: I tried my best to not work New Year's Day just because of the fact that I was probably going to be not hungover, but I didn't want to start my year waking up early. If you know what I mean, like I I hated oh, working. Yeah. I hated working New Year's Eve. So it's like you just have that like the existential dread of oh yay I get to start my year off here. Well <laughs> everybody's having fun. Here's more to the depression, and you're just like. You're just counting money or you're just sweeping up the floors. And it's just not pretty. Uh, no, it, it wasn't pretty. What is your best theater story? I'm sure you have a few.
1: Oh my goodness. Best theater story. I you're know. Really, hard-hitting I, journalism. I, I know. I sort of wish I prepared this one because if, I, if you gave me a moment, I could probably like dig back and find something good. I don't know. Our clientele was always like very, much, like much older because again, we were like a landmark theater, mm-hmm. more like, you know, independent artists, artsy films, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, and... I, and you know the the theater was in a you know well-to-do neighborhood, so I feel like the clientele was uh, very privileged. You know they mm-hmm. they wanted the they you know they wanted their popcorn served on a silver platter. Yes. Um, but I guess I can't remember what movie it was. Oh, actually, ooh, I, I, oh, I my goodness, no, not, nothing even related to a customer. I remember like I was opening like working on morning shifts with somebody new and i i feel like i was visiting from college so like i didn't really know them they got hired while like i was like you know uh out of college, I was like working like for like a winter break mm-hmm. and, you know, we got the popcorn going and I'm taking like I'm, uh, you know, ringing up some tickets and like getting a concession order ready because, you know, we we're also like a small, you know, I feel like all theaters. They sort of like go bare bones during off hours like that. Yeah, uh, where everyone has to do like everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, man, can you get me like, you know, uh, like medium popcorn? And he's just like, oh, OK, yeah, sure, sure. And so uh, this dude like gets the popcorn. He goes to scoop it then like his eyes just sort of roll back into his head. And he just, like, falls down onto the ground and starts seizing. And I'm just like, okay, nobody prepared me for this situation. And, and so I just, like, go down and try to, like, s- like, make sure he doesn't hurt himself. And the customers are just like, do something, do something. I'm just like, I'm
0: trying. And oh, my so gosh. I, just,
1: I know. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, really intense. And then, like, after, like, you know, 10 seconds, he just sort of stands up and just like, whoa, what just happened? I'm just like, dude, you just, like, seized on the ground. He's just like oh shit and just like runs off to the bathroom to you know get himself together and we just uh i don't know i can't remember what happened after that but that was a st- maybe actually maybe actually want to cut that one from the podcast i could give a different one because that one got a little bit more intense than i oh, thought oh no it's uh, fine like dude <laughs> okay, we've, ta- okay.
0: we've tackled a lot of hard hitting subjects on here like yeah like you could you could leave in the guy having a seizure like we had a customer once have a seizure during specter and so i had to stop the movie call an ambulance and and it's like had to give out passes to a whole theater, and some people were just like, "Why did you have to do that?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, a guy had a seizure, ma'am." Like,
1: okay, okay, few. I, I I wasn't sure where where we were at here, so I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm you know reading the room, all right. No, it's uh, fine. Yeah. Like,
0: anything goes here. Like you're you're okay. all good, David.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I don't. Know. I guess it was one of those situations where, I, you know, I was like younger, early twenties, maybe like in my like late teens. I'm mm-hmm. just like, no one really prepares you for those situations. No, where you like, you know, you just like have to act on like a like like a dime. I think that's the saying. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, he he didn't really hurt himself too much. So I, I hope I did an okay job. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that I'll never forget. And I guess just random anecdote. To, I remember like my manager. He found like a prosthetic leg in the theater one time. Not really much of a story there other than, like, how did this person, like, not take their prosthetic, like, with them?
0: Yeah, how do you forget that? It's like, man, something doesn't feel right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, other than that. that, that, Yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, why do I feel a breeze right now on my knee? Oh, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Did you work during Fifty Shades of Grey?
1: no we didn't we didn't have that one because we were we oh, were landmark you know more independent we got more like more independent every okay. like what every time there was like a woody allen film that's when uh. you know the, that's when things went down that's when like or the oh no Cohen brothers that was even worse Whew. there'd be like lines through the hall we had to get the stanchions out to like direct people through our tiny lobby and uh you know people would be very impatient they try to like go back behind the concession to get their own popcorn like who does that? what you it yeah, sounds yeah. like you worked at like the most pretentious theater ever. Oh my goodness yeah these people I'm you know it's just the nature of the the uh, the town where the uh, movie theater was again, very like well- to do people were pretty entitled mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just some of the some of the stuff they pull. I'm just like no normal person would do this. No. Yeah, uh, uh, it was just sort of silly stuff, but yeah. I think it, overall, you know, I I, I know that from that first story might have been like, man, David's theater was freaking crazy, but no, it was actually you know, it, was, it was pretty normal theater. Had a really fun time, met lots of cool people. David's
0: theater killed people. Oh God! <laughs> we actually had like I had to once. This was Avengers weekend, and so of course it was just crazy. I'll help, like I'll help make some awkward stories as well to make you feel better. So my girlfriend at the time. I was working in Orlando. She was graduating from the University of West Florida, which is in Pensacola. So it's a seven-hour drive. So I worked nine to five on Friday, drove up overnight, and got there, witnessed her graduate, woke up at six in the morning to be at work on Sunday at six, and I see ambulances, and I'm like, what happened? And one of the managers goes, oh, yeah, uh, some woman had a heart attack and died during Avengers.
1: Oh my goodness! What a way to go. That is that's that's. I feel bad for that family, especially you
0: see all these Marvel movies just like cranking them out like crazy, and it's just like, you you have that constant reminder now.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I I don't know. I feel like all around that's just tough for everyone. Yeah. You know, tough for the family, tough for the people who are like Mm -hmm. working there who have to like deal with that. Uh. Man, that's that sucks, it's, man. Yeah.
0: And then to make it a little bit more lighter, we uh we found some things during Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my. Yeah. And I think I should probably leave it at that. But as soon as we saw that, I just hear this poor little ushers go. Ah! And oh my. <laughs> she saw it and it's like, what do we do? Like just just trash it. Like throw that bleep away. Like we don't need like we don't want to keep that. Like, what do you like? gonna go lost and found? Hey, I think I left something personal here. You know, and I thought my customers were bad. Uh... I, I mean, granted, like, we were a top 25 theater. Like, we were always busy. So, like, our customers were like, we had some good customers. And then you had a lot of bleephole customers that were, like, pretentious AF. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're. Some of them are being just kind of racist. And so luckily I was able to kind of own a few racists and kick them out. That was a fun story. That was a fun little day. Uh, oh, help.
1: I got one. I'm oh. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. You go. Oh, I was going to say one fun thing. I remember maybe, <laughs> maybe lead with this one. Um, Harold Ramis would come by my theater all the time. And like the, the rule was Harold Ramis got, got to go in for free. Yeah, um, nice. and the thing with Harold Ramis though is like after you know I, I knew him by like how he looked in Ghostbusters and so like he came in and I didn't recognize him at first because he'd put on a lot of weight mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. it was really awkward for a moment when I didn't realize he was Harold Ramis but then when I, I like you know put two and two together I was just like starstruck I was like oh my goodness Harold Ramis and you know my he was he's was, like good friends he was, he was always like friendly with the manager mm-hmm. and I believe he signed like his copy of, like Caddyshack so um well, that's really he, cool Wait no, wait, no, Harold Ramis did do did you,
0: did you do Caddyshack? I don't I'm think like he did Caddyshack. Shack. I'm on it. Um Harold Ramis, I mean, he did Ghostbusters, obviously. But who did Caddyshack? Was that National Lampoon?
1: No, 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 wait, no, he directed it. He did he did direct it. He okay. did direct
0: okay.
1: it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh he did. I was like, yeah, 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 okay. I was like, I know Bill Murray's in there, Chevy Chase. I was just like, uh Roddy Dangerfield, of course. Yeah. Uh Okay. I was like, I, I I you know, I went to film school, so I have to like maintain like, you know, my film knowledge reputation yes. here. Th- this was really I'm important that we born. had to
0: get that right, or else like you went to film school? Uh credibility ruins.
1: Oh my goodness. I mean the, I, I mean the thing is like the thing that nobody wants to talk about is there's just so many movies and there's more coming out every freaking week. It's a losing battle to know everything mm-hmm. about like all movies. I just try to like know about the ones that like I really like.
0: Yeah, I try my best uh, <laughs> to just, like, keep up with some of the movies. And, like, I'll remember, like, a few, like, random ones where it was, like, God send the, like, Philip De Niro. Not Philip De Niro. The Robert De Niro what horror movie that came out in, like, what, 2002? Like, some of, like, those, like, smaller ones. Like, no one really exactly remembers, like uh oh gosh drill bit taylor or something like that oh
1: i actually remember drill bit taylor because i feel like i saw that like in middle like eight, like eighth grade or something
0: <laughs> oh my gosh would, did that come out yeah i think that
1: yeah because that, that was that was owen wilson
0: yeah it's owen wilson yeah that adds up that marine yep that adds up mm-hmm. so
1: <laughs> Nah, nah. there were always like the people in film school would be like oh yeah i've like i've heard of it and like act like they like know stuff about it i don't know that's a whole nother conversation here but mm-hmm. you know if to, the, to any, like, aspiring film people, you know, you don't have to know about every movie. Just, you know, know about the movies you like.
0: When you came out of film school, did you think you would be in the in the field that you are? Or did you ever think, like, oh, I actually want to go into directing and something like that?
1: Oh, no. Like, most people, I graduated and I want to be a screenwriter. I feel like that's a pretty common thing. And I actually really do enjoy writing. I love the craft of screenwriting. It's, like, real, like, practical writing and that is so cool to me because I'm—I I feel like I'm a pretty practical person, um, but I guess I like, you know, I did some writing for a bit, just uh, you know, to try to like develop a portfolio, and then uh, I got to a point where I'm like, dang, I need to get a job. So then I got a job doing like some admin work, and that evolved into my uh, current job where I do audio engineering. And I did not really see my life going that way, but it's been a really fun ride, and and, and I enjoy the field a lot.
0: So, yeah, I, I know uh, that feeling just because it's like. I've seen a lot of my friends like go into like a theater major or go into like film and they end up just like changing, like they end up just like becoming something completely like different, like PR or something. I think I have like one friend who like I just did movies for over at UCF and where I almost got pulled over uh, and followed by the police. That's a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> that's a different
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: that's a different podcast. That That was – that was an interesting day, but I think he's over in l a now making movies. I don't know if I have any pull with him anymore I don't know if he likes me but either way if you I could try my best for you if you'd like maybe oh i'm good
1: i'm good i'm I'm very happy with uh you know what I'm doing and the stuff uh the stuff on my plate, but you know, I, Hey, I appreciate it, man.
0: I'm try. I try my best to help out the people when I can. Mm-hmm. I tried to like, look for a job for like Resi for a little bit. Cause he was like, Oh, I want to try this. Like, Oh, I'll look. and I've been looking at Florida areas. Like, Oh, he may not want to move. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea you were that close with Recy. I'm not
0: like Resi. Oh. Like, like Resai, This I, I don't know what it is. Like Resi and I, like he offered me advice once over during a Chris Adelis's stream. And so I just kind of like had a minor like like talk with him every once in a while on Twitter and then all of a sudden I watched his stream and then I, when he would stream a lot then I would watch it. And so and for those, li-
1: and for those listening at home, Rasai is another uh, was, was another like content creator who, mm-hmm. you know, we we sort of got into streaming at the same time. Rasai uh, actually
0: nice showed me directed me to you. Believe it or not, I was I was watching Resi stream, and he's like, "Oh, well, all right, we're gonna end up here. We'll raid a uh, Superior David," and that's how I watched you.
1: I knew there was a reason why I always liked Resi. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's funny because I remember uh, we in 2019 we were both going to BlizzCon, and he didn't really have a place to stay, and I was just like, "Hey, you could crash with us," and you know, it was like me a, a, a friend from home and like the Superior lady and one of her friends, and. I was just like, yeah, guys, I invited this uh, person I know through streaming. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not an axe murderer. Uh, so, you know, that was a fun experience when I met him. And he was actually a really cool dude. And mm-hmm. we joke about it uh, to this day.
0: Yeah. I, whenever I've talked with Rasai, it's been a lot of fun. And I loved I love watching his streams as well. And hopefully he's doing well. Rasai, if you're listening, hey, how are you? That's good. I'm glad you're doing well. Anyway, speaking of movies, like, what's your favorite genre of movie?
1: Oh, def- definitely horror. I've always been just like a horror guy. I don't know why. I, I like grew up listening to metal, so maybe that has something to do with it. But it's always just been like a genre that uh, has endeared itself to me.
0: What's your favorite horror movie then?
1: Oh, easily The Thing. Easily John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay, I got to specify here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the year, so uh, that's how I'm specifying You don't know,
0: it. know the year? Are you really a fan? Why do I sound like Muscle Man from regular show when I'm doing that voice? I don't know uh, why. You know who else likes this thing?
1: My mom. Dude, just, you gotta you gotta get that on your reel.
0: I I really should. And they'd be like, "Wow, you were on a regular show?" I'm like, yes, totally. <laughs> uh, the thing came yeah, out yeah, yeah. in uh, nineteen eighty two. Yeah, I knew it was eighties. I knew it was eighties. I still uh-huh. need to watch that. Like, ev- I've I've always wanted to watch it just because everybody like everybody just says it's so good. I also want to watch the twenty eleven version just because like. I don't know. I just wanted to watch it and I've just never had the time to watch it.
1: Well, you should definitely watch the one from the, uh, the eighties first. It's just, it's got a good blend of everything. You know, it's got the body horror, the psychological horror, Mm -hmm. uh, stellar cast, you know, led by Kurt Russell. Uh, I mean, and of course John Carpenter directing and it's just a movie that fires on all cylinders. And I, I watch it most Halloween's. I don't think we watched it this year. Um, but we'll definitely watch it next year now what is your Um, favorite
0: genre of horror then oh my goodness yeah you know journalism
1: i know seriously well in in school i took a class on david cronenberg so that actually really uh got me interested in like the body horror horror uh uh subgenre but you know i i don't know i'm not i'm not uh too picky um i know a lot about david cronenberg now yeah (laughs) um an inferior david by the way but i do Mm -hmm. like his movies dab on Um, the
0: inferior david
1: exactly got to get that in while i'm here while i have while i have the platform mm-hmm. um but you know I, I i don't know it's hard to say i've never been too picky i feel like growing up i i just loved like the trashiest of trash like horror movies like the horror like the z horror comedies
0: like the Troba uh, films
1: i was gonna say the trauma i wasn't sure how familiar you were that's good to know where you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about like my manager from high school he like gave me like toxic avenger four and it was a movie that like i was just so shocked by what i had seen and sort of spurred that uh desire to see more of those movies and i know they're not like that good in like a you know uh in a classical sense i suppose but i think just that the the fact that like someone had this vision to just make this movie and just saw through to the end and didn't really compromise i find that just very interesting
0: it's something about like kind of the the not even B movie, like the Z movie, where it's just like there's a little bit of there's love put into this, and it's not like one of those like, all right, I'm just making this so I can get money.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I I'll never forget like showing some people it like in in uh let's see it had to have been like 2018 2019, and I'm just like, I I think someone said like. Wow, this movie hasn't aged well, and I'm just like, dude, this movie never aged—never aged to begin with. You know, it was ever—it was for its time, it wasn't even good. You know, like it mm-hmm. wasn't even like like tasteful. It was always like pretty bad taste. And oh yeah. It was, I don't know. It's uh their movies are just so silly. I've actually met Lloyd Kaufman a couple times though. uh Nice. I yeah yeah. I mean, actually, one time at at a at a movie theater in Boston, he was nice. doing a screening of a movie there. Do you remember the movie? And, uh, I think it was their remake of Father's Day or the remake of Father's Day that they were <laughs> distributing. I don't think they made it. It's uh, funny.
0: I was just thinking of Father's Day because I had a friend who was like, you know, Christian man, and all that. And so like somehow he saw the trailer to Father's Day and he was just like, he, he was just like so appalled by like what he heard like, or what he saw from the trailer. And he's trying to tell me this. He's like, yeah, like they, they just show this, and, like I I don't know why like I couldn't look away, but it was this horrible movie like and I think there was like a I believe there's like a rape scene in there or something and it he,
1: wouldn't surprise me it's in really poor taste
0: yeah and I'm just like oh th- it's one of those horribly bad like trauma films like that's why he didn't understand trauma
1: oh absolutely. I mean, you you even look at, I mean, that was, I think that was one that they distributed. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily did the remake of it, but you you know, you look at some of the like scenes in Toxic Avenger, like the, the, you know, the people making these movies, they have like a, like an understanding of like film history. Like I remember in Toxic Avenger 4, there's a scene that like references like Citizen Kane. I'm just like, it, I mean, it just, it just blows my mind how it's like, we're making like this like trashy film, but it still has the time to like. It, it takes the time to just sort of have like harken back to like a classic film that like a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, best movie ever, even though I'm, uh, I'm not big. Oh, yeah. Fan, but,
0: have uh, you watched? I saw this on uh, Amazon Prime. I saw both of these on Amazon Prime. I didn't st- take the time to watch them because, oh, God, no. Have you watched Santa Jaws?
1: Santa Jaws?
0: Santa Jaws. It, you're not saying Santa Jaws, are you? I am saying Santa Jaws as in oh, okay, Santa okay, Claus, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. but a shark.
1: That is ridiculous. I mean, that's just like the the trend with like these, uh, you know, like B quote unquote horror movies. You know, mm-hmm. they're they, they they're just like the ridiculous premise with the you know crazy monsters. And I, I you know, actually, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I think they're very silly. I don't really watch too many of them. I remember I got like Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus in like a five dollar DVD bin at Walmart. Oof. Oh yeah.
0: I, I streamed it when I first got Netflix. I saw that. I was like, okay, I'll watch this. It's like oof. This is uh, what you call really bad.
1: Well, I feel like with those movies, like they'll put all like the good scenes with the creatures in the promo materials. And then when you mm-hmm. watch the movies, there aren't, there really isn't much left because like, that's how they like get you in to like, see the movie. Right. Um,
0: yeah. I, I think that's, it was, like, that's why I, I don't watch,
1: watch uh, trailers too much these days.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Like Shazam, that happened with me. And I was like, I watched it. And then I saw like this clip. I'm like, Holy hell. Like there's a big spoiler in this trailer. And it's like, you're just oh, sort of openly yeah. flaunted? It's like, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, I feel like it's with uh, mar- film marketing, they want to get people in, so they want to show all the cool stuff, and then they don't really like, you know, save much for the actual movie. I don't, I don't know, I feel like we live in a movie age where people like want to know everything about the movie going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least with like, you know, like the superhero movies, that's the trend that I sort of find, find uh, where everyone's always like breaking down the trailers, trying to get as much information as possible, and I feel like for a time I was like that, and then When Thor Ragnarok came out, I remember the first trailer, they had like the immigrant song playing uh, during it, which, uh, you know, is a Led Zeppelin song. Led Zeppelin's notorious for not letting like anyone use their music in Mm -hmm. like movies and television. So this was I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is awesome. And then I was just like, I'm sold on this trailer. I don't need to see any more and uh then i after i saw the movie loved it by the way Mm -hmm. uh great went back and watched the trailers i'm just like oh my goodness actually like gave away a lot so i was just like okay i'm gonna just stop watching trailers as much now so
0: oh wow Uh, okay oh yeah real quick before we go to hearthstone and i realized i didn't ask you some other like twitch stuff we'll get to that in a little bit top 5 horror movies your top 5 i don't know if oh you need goodness. time i can filibuster for you for a little bit we've already established the thing is number yeah, 1 yeah the thing is
1: number 1 the thing I, is I number silence. 1 I, I will put silence of the lamb as my, silence of the lambs is my number 2 i know some people would not consider it a mm-hmm. horror movie more of a thriller it's a horror movie for me yeah. um and then i would say evil dead 2 uh, love uh, that's one we watch most years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love me some Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So that they, I mean, I have like a bajillion Killer Clowns T-shirts. Right. Uh, I have too many. I, I honestly need to stop buying them. But uh, let's see. So that's four. I need a fifth one to round out the list here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, filibuster for me for a moment here as I gather so my thoughts. Right
0: now, you're gathering your thoughts. I think obviously, like my horror movie, my favorite horror movie is Cabin in the Woods. Like I just think it's absolutely incredible. It's very meta. And I think if you under if you watch a lot of horror movies, you probably, like feel free to update to, and just go, I got it. And i will just stop filling oh, Okay, I anyway. got it. I got it. I got right, it. I got it. Here we go. Uh,
1: I, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. Of the like the original like slasher movies, it's probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Actually, it's definitely my favorite. And it's one the superior lady I showed her and she also really likes. So it's just a movie that has a special place in my heart even though you know it's not is it the most sophisticated movie yeah I mean for a slasher yeah it has a lot going for it actually I'm not I was about to like dump on a movie a little bit that I actually really enjoy but yeah I I love Nightmare on Elm Street
0: yeah it's yeah okay I was about to say oh yeah the 2011 one and just to see your reaction but you you quickly you got in there with the old one it's like "Ah, I can't make my joke
1: I know I I mean if you did I'd have to hang up on the discord call so you're lucky
0: yeah I, I believe that I believe that uh, all right. So you have been streaming Hearthstone. How long have you been playing Hearthstone, actually?
1: Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, a long time since uh, since Blackrock Mountain release. So whenever Blackrock Mountain released, that's when I started. I was over at my friend's place and we were, you know, hanging out in his basement, watching King of the Hill. And he was playing uh, Hearthstone on his iPad. He was just like, Yo, David, you got to check this out. And I started playing, and I'm just like, "Oh my goodness, this game's amazing!" I was just playing through the tutorial. I had no idea what I was doing, really. And uh, then I, I downloaded it for myself. And then uh, I guess I I kept playing it until I got my uh, first job, because it got me through when I was unemployed and really couldn't afford to play video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess after the superior lady and I started dating, so probably like a you know couple years after that no no it was probably like a year and change after that i got back into it uh during the kobolds and catacombs expansion so i took a break around i let's see i had to have been like end of journey to angoro and then yeah. i came back during uh kobolds and catacombs maybe maybe my my uh, time frame for like how long there was between those two expansions was off but it was definitely those two expansions
0: okay uh, i've noticed that in, with know, hearthstone players that they just kind of take a break like like between like two expansions and then they get back in during another
1: well i've been taking a break since uh it it was really just like oh this is a video game i could play like on my phone so it's nice like you know like chilling in bed with the you know the superior lady and like i could i don't have to go out like to the living room or something so that was was sort of nice there and then you know i started getting into twitch streaming and i was just like well you know i really like hearthstone i'll stream this
0: nice (laughs) what is your overall favorite deck out of all the decks that you have played what is your favorite and what is the deck that you hate the most
1: oh god i i, I f- i'm so embarrassed because this is a question you you uh you hinted at and i'm just like i did not prepare an answer but uh oh my computer is making the sounds so that will buy me you know a few seconds here yes um so favorite deck of all time mm-hmm. if i had to say actually i really like quest druid like the original quest Druid. no not the original quest Druid. the uh the old doom quest druid where y- you just basically played inefficiently the first like few turns and then both of your then your choose one cards got both of their effects okay um, yeah that was a deck i really enjoyed which i know a lot of people didn't enjoy it that much but i i just thought it was just such a silly deck and you got to do like a lot of fun things um but then other than that i also really liked uh post nerf patron warrior that was the first deck i hit legend with and nice. uh, it will always have a place in my heart mm-hmm. as for least favorite deck hmm a deck that i really hate
0: hard-hitting journalism here on that game show
1: i know well these are these are the uh questions that could you know uh build or sink my hearthstone streaming career so i gotta you know answer diplomatically here do you though uh, I, I guess no no i don't i mean it's uh, like you
0: oh man superior david the edgy david over here like man he's talking crap about blank
1: i'm trying to th- I, I don't know i feel like i i'll joke on stream that like i hate x y or z uh, I guess, you know, I really didn't like the the tempo mage that was popular, like uh, with the Sorcerer's Apprentice before rotation with the Cyclone, where it was just like all random cards, mm-hmm. because it was just so, sort of like a situation where I'm just like, I can't really meaningfully interact with what my opponent's doing because their cards are all random and don't cost mana, and I feel like that's that's just a running theme of stuff I don't like in Hearthstone, because, uh, you know, I just don't know what's going on, and that's sort of, that can be frustrating.
0: That perfectly segues into my next question. I feel like right now, the community is it's one of those where they just are really harping on, like, they're kind of divided on how Hearthstone is. Some people say it's really good. Some people say it's really bad. Like, people have just been harping on the people, or they'll harp on somebody. Like, if Zeddy breathes, they'll also just harp on him, because, God forbid, Zeddy ever say anything. Zeddy, if you're listening, you're not listening. But... Pretty much, like, what do you think right now of the gameplay and your thoughts?
1: I feel like we're definitely in the most polarizing meta that Hearthstone's ever had. Because like you explained, people hate this meta, but some people love this meta. And I I feel like that means that the devs are probably doing something right. Because if it was just okay, and people were like, eh, that's probably worse than, you know, some people hating it. And then some people loving it. Um, Just from like a design perspective in my opinion as someone who knows nothing about game design mm-hmm. i feel like you know at least if people are passionate either way that's probably better than like a lukewarm response but yeah it, it could definitely be frustrating um personally I, it, it takes a lot for me to like get upset with hearthstone uh because i usually just find a deck i enjoy playing and i'll just grind out games with it even in like the worst of metas and going back to the previous question about least favorite deck ever, actually it's it was it's definitely Doom in the Tomb Evolved Shaman. That's a deck that, you know, is notoriously hated
0: on. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I've always yeah. I hated that. I hated Quest Warlock. I, I kinda hate new Quest Mage. Uh by the way, uh new Quest Warlock, I should say Questline Warlock. Like that was just one of those where it just seemed like no matter how well I play, they always just seem to win. Quest Mage is getting that way. Um when Taunt Druid with Hadronics was a oh, thing. Oh, I love that deck. I kept getting so frustrated. It's just like all these taunts. We have a rejoin about it where it's just literally like, oh, hey, here are all these taunts. All right, I'm winning. Oh, here's Hadronics. Naturalized Hadronics. Oh, throwing up more walls. Like it, it <laughs> was just so frustrating. And it's like, cool. Looks like I'm not winning today. Oh, resummon a beast. Excellent. That's what I needed. Uh, i don't know i I just love
1: that deck so much it was was such a silly deck for what it for what it did you know just it was i I don't know i feel like that was like the beginning of them really pushing taunt as like a druid mechanic Mm -hmm. uh it was like a druid like thematic uh mechanic that they will support for that class but i remember that deck was sort of interesting from a design perspective because there weren't really any like druid taunt minions they all relied on like that like it had hadronox but then the Mm -hmm. deck was pretty much made up of like neutral taunt minion, minion. yeah so or like a
0: uh, what's it infesting swarm where it's summon a 1-5 taunt repeat if you have more minions or if your opponent has more minions
1: oh yeah, yeah. What, what are you called uh, uh spreading plague spreading spreading
0: plague. plague that's it there we go but like yeah you just kind of drop that whenever they're just playing like an aggro deck and you just like significantly slow it down and yeah i that was i didn't mind that card but it was just the buttloads loads of taunts that I had to face. Um, I could hate on a lot of decks. Cube block. <laughs> um, just because I could never, I I didn't have enough dust to craft it, so I hated it. Uh, uh, just, priest yeah, you were just
1: salty about not being able to play it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And so, like, I mean, granted, now I have the dust, but it's like, oh, I before I would only have like maybe sixteen hundred dust, and so at the time, it's like, all right, I'm gonna save this up for. Uh, Strassa I'm going to save it up for you, Sarah, Ragnaros, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I now have a lot more dust. Like, I think I have, like, almost 7,000 dust now. Like, I could probably afford to craft some legendaries, but, um... That's a
1: down payment on a house right there, dang. It
0: pretty much is. Like, it, it's just what, all my cards are dust, and so, um... And I, I also want to mention Superior David is part of my Hearthstone brain trust. I go to him on a lot of things. He has a lot of great deck suggestions over on his YouTube page. I believe it is youtube.com slash the Superior David or the Superior David, I should say, just in case if you add the extra E. I got to take
1: It's actually youtube.com slash C slash Superior David.
0: Oh, damn it. So I close. know,
1: I know. Well, YouTube has the C in there because I think that's just the, so the- useless. I was going to explain why they have it, but like I really don't know what I'm talking about. I think that's just how it is.
0: You can check them on YouTube, give some great suggestions. One of the things I think is funny, and I have to thank you for this, you, Zeddy, and Luna, the fact that... I always tell this story because people don't know this. I tweeted at all three of them, yeah. and I said, what should we do about mercenaries? And we'll talk about mercenaries in a little bit. Should you craft a legendary or... Go with or try to just luck into it with a pack. And all three of you said the same thing. You should probably just craft it. You don't want to shell out too many decks. And so... Or shoot, shell out too many coins for booster packs and all that. And so that was for my wife. Because, you know, I love my wife. I try to help her out in Hearthstone when need be. And she literally bought three packs. And if he didn't get it there... She was just going to craft that Legendary. She was going to craft Malfurion. Sure enough, third pack, final card, Malfurion. And we just shout, what the hell was that? (laughs) And I think it was just everybody's luck. Like, everybody just put their good luck energy. It really was. And it's just perfect. So, I'm not saying you're going to get good luck on your next pack. But if you watch Superior David's videos... You may get a better chance at a legendary. Can't confirm it. But,
1: you know, I, I think the anecdotes just speak for themselves.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. What is uh, the hardest part about making content and like keeping yourself up? Because I know you do Twitch, you do YouTube, you've occasionally done TikTok. Do you, does it just get kind of just like overwhelming? Oh,
1: absolutely. That's why I stopped the TikTok, which I, is something I really enjoyed doing. But,. You know, I, I don't do it full time. So that's uh, something that I'm always trying to get better at is uh, learning where my limits are. And I think that's really important because there's definitely a pressure to just keep doing more and more and more. And after a certain point, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's probably not not good to keep going down that route. And you really just got to you know, like, treat yourself right and just you know give yourself a little bit of a break mm. and know where your limits are again.
0: That's fair uh what do you think of mercenaries mercenaries has been out for i think just about a month now uh what oh, do you dude. think of everything
1: i love mercenaries i think the pvp is uh there's just so much strategy behind it where like you know a lot of people we were talking about earlier earlier in hearthstone where like yeah there could be like a lot of randomness to hearthstone where you can't really know like what your opponent's doing or like like what you should be playing around uh whereas with mercenaries it's there is some randomness with like coin flips, with speed ties, and you know there are like a, a handful of random effects. But for the most part, uh, you know what your opponent's doing, and uh, I feel like that that creates a like a gameplay loop that feels like more similar to like chess, honestly, where like there's certain openings and there's specific things you do to counter those openings, and you could like deviate from those strategies if your opponent's expecting them. Just like a lot of depth to the gameplay that I just enjoy so much. Uh, the one thing they need to figure, I mean, they actually have to figure out like a few things, but the big thing they have to figure out is the monetization, which I, I, I feel like I've talked about a lot on stream. I don't know if I'm, if it is, is this like a soapbox, uh, platform here? Go, like-
0: go on. Like, yeah, I remember I'm oh, okay. interviewing you so you can just oh, ramble part. and I'm okay with it.
1: I'm not used to this because usually the people in Twitch chat are just like, shut up, David, play your cards. So this is, this is a nice Play under- your pace. children's card game, David. I know. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's funny because the mode has this perception of being a, a cash grab, which I can understand because they're always like, well, you know, the way it was introduced with like bundles and whatnot. And like every week there seems to be a new bundle you could buy. But I think the modes actually monetize like really inefficiently, which is why. And like the bundles are actually the solution to the, the problem until they like actually figure out how to like fix it. Because right now. If you like have a decent collection of mercenaries, or like you you have mercenaries like you're starting to, like max out mercenaries, or like like I have a full collection, I'm, I have mercenaries maxed out. There is really no incentive for me to buy packs because you buy packs, you get a bunch of coins for mercenaries you can't use. Uh, sorry, well you can't you get the coins you can't use the mercenaries you can use of course because you already mm-hmm. have them. But uh, yeah, you can't really like do anything with these coins. And like I have like thousands of like aerial Rome coins. Coins. I'm just like, what am I doing with these? So. Uh, like, I am like the pack system incentivizes you to not spend money on the game because you just don't get anything from it. And that's why they have to put out these bundles to give so you can have, so you can like get more targeted coins for like mercenaries that, that you want to level up. But because it's so hard to get coins for specific mercenaries, uh, you, again, you're incentivized to not spend money and then you basically just have to grind the game out. And that's a problem. In my opinion, I feel like, like if a, a pay system in a game is sort of meant to sort of uh, bypass the, the, the time commitment. That's typically how these things work. And with mercenaries, you basically spend money to grind. And it's just something that I, I feel like makes it really hard for people to get into the game mode and get invested. And I think they really need to figure out long term if they want the mode to survive.
0: I was kind of surprised that they didn't just make it its own separate application. Because I think the downside to the game is just the fact that like there's been so, I feel like so many more bugs than normal, and I know that like whenever like a new patch comes out, a new expansion comes out, there's bugs, but this time it's just like you have Tyrannus getting bugged. You have now the uh, Jerry Rig getting bugged, and like I oh, enjoy absolutely. mercenaries. I I think it's a lot of fun. Um, some of the questing is just tough because it's just like, oh here's this one guy you're gonna get all of these quests like baron like i keep getting quests for baron it's like i don't have baron in my lineup like i've just been doing the curial samuro zyrella and i just push through that the entire time hope i get my bl- uh blinding luminescence hits uh adjacent characters and i just yeah. farm and i just crush everybody and it's it's tough doing the oh get this character to level 30 also win a bounty
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, then on top of that, like if you max out like all the equipment and abilities, you get like a stat bonus on the mercenaries, a plus one, plus five stat bonus, which is actually like really impactful in PvP, more impactful than people think. Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't really like. I don't know. Basically, you know, th- in the early days of the mode, there was a way to, you know, farm the tasks that allowed you to get this equipment for your mercenaries just really fast. The, you know, uh, the infamous air elemental mm-hmm. uh, heroic bounty. And they patched that because they wanted players to, like, engage more with the PVE. And you, you I think you see what's happening now is that people are still just, you know, tediously farming. Uh, just Uh It just takes longer to get the rewards. And I I think the problem really lies with the content, honestly. It's not like the players who are doing anything wrong. It's just the PVE content just really isn't engaging, in my opinion. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I like what they did because I played the WoW card game. And it was, it's essentially, like, the closest thing to raids essentially like i know the solo ventures are kind of there but like it's this is like the closest thing to like raiding in a way i guess and i i don't know i i really enjoy mercenaries when it launched i really like it i don't know is it good streaming stuff like is is it good to stream for in terms of like content wise or do you think it's just like uh you get kind of basic you kind of do rinse uh lather rinse repeat it's better to do standard in terms of content
1: no, it's definitely so much better better to do uh, mercenaries in terms of content. I've been doing mercenaries, you know, since it launched. And mm-hmm. then when the new uh, when the mini set came out, I went back to standard. And honestly, you know, my videos have been doing horrible compared to you know my mercenary videos, which is sort of interesting. There's a real demand for mercenaries content, and I don't know if it's whether people, there not not enough content creators are like you know playing the game mode to put out the content, so there be more people are just finding my stuff, or like if there's actually just like a real demand that. That you know, people really do like the game mode because I know, like, on social media, people are pretty vocal about it. But I don't know. I think I think the mode has found its audience, and I think content-wise, it can work out pretty well. I know my channel's really been popping off, and as for streaming it, though, I find it a bit harder to stream because there's just so much more to think about. And you know, maybe it's I just don't know. Like, like maybe it's just not as automatic for me yet, like standard. But I feel like I can't focus on chat as much, and as a streamer who really like values, you know, talking to people and you know, entertaining chats. That's sort of hard for me, but I'm hoping like as I learn the game mode, it gets better. But I think it's really you know really good space for uh, you know a content creator. There's so much going on. I think there's just more to make videos on for the mode. One because it's new, Mm -hmm. that's always nice. You know, people want to learn learn about it. There's genuine like interest to learn things. But I feel like you know since there is a progression aspect to it, it sort of makes the the meta and the game mode move a bit slower. So your videos and content will just sort of live a bit longer. Where like if I put like a video on like a standard deck. That deck could be like obsolete by the next day, depending on like when where we are in the expansion cycle. And then, you know, typically after a week, nobody will watch like a standard deck video, or like astronomically few people compared to when it first dropped. So I think I really ran away with that question there, but I hope I answered what you were asking me.
0: I think no, nah, you did. You did. What speaking of like good decks, what's the best deck to play in standard right now? And what's the best lineup in mercenaries?
1: Oh, Garrett Rogue's easily the best deck in standard. I mean, at least at a higher level, you have to like know how to pilot it. You can't uh, just uh, you know, it's not like a curving out deck, so it definitely requires a bit more thought. Uh, I was watching the show match today between uh, Jay Alexander and Fury Hunter, and it was like these are like high level people, and uh, they, I mean, they definitely were not playing perfectly, but it was just so interesting to watch these uh, you know titans of the Hearthstone world just compete uh, in like a mirror match with this like very powerful deck that has a very high skill cap. And I don't say that about many decks. I feel like people throw that the uh, throw throw around the word high skill cap a lot to refer to just like any deck that doesn't want to curve out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely see it see it there with uh, Garrett Rogue. Uh, whereas, let's see the best comp in mercenaries right now. It's hard to say because I've sort of been out of the the mercenaries uh, PvP for like the past week. I think like anything that has like a Karen Diablo on the bench will probably do okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess like the last uh, comp I was really playing was this shadow comp that ran like you know Samro with Buljin uh, and uh, the Natalie Celine, and then you would transition to like a, you know Karen Diablo Endgame, and I was running the Blink Fox just to you know counter other Karen Diablos. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a pretty good one, but like. I guess that is currently getting countered by like, you know, beast comp. So there's, I don't know. I think there's a bit more like rock, paper, scissors to uh, mercenaries. I don't think there's like one definitive best comp other than having Karen Diablo in your, uh, on your bench. Cause they're, they're just the best end game.
0: Okay. You were mentioning streaming earlier and I, I would hate myself if I didn't ask like some of these questions, like how did you get some of your channel points? Like your ideas, because some of them are like, they're so simple, but yet they're just so good. It's like you have the hair flip, you have the Das Boot. You have the uh, Dab on an inferior David. Like, how did you come up with some of these things?
1: Well, I remember that Twitch uh, introduced the channel point reward, and like, nobody was really like really doing much with them. I feel like the big whenever whenever like Twitch releases a new feature, the bigger streamers they just continue continue to do what they're doing because they don't care. They're big. They don't. They, there's no real incentive for them to use these new things, but. As a, you know, like I was like a smaller creator at the time. I was probably like a, you know, like a 30 to 50 viewer streamer. Uh, You know, I saw like a real opportunity to like do something special. And so I just sort of seized it. You know, I just sort of pulled upon things in my own life. You know, like the Jewish mom impression. I've been notorious for doing that. I feel like I've done it on stream before before the Channel Point Rewards. And that just seemed like a good opportunity. And then, uh, you know, for the hair flips, I feel like I always just sort of had long hair and would just joke about like, you know, flipping my hair. And then I was just like, I, I needed like a cheap channel point reward because I think that's really important to actually, because that one's 300 points. And that's when, when someone follows, they automatically get 300 points. So that's just something simple. Like if someone follows and they want to use the channel points, that's something that, that they could do to like engage with my stream right away. And I think it's really important to have something like that, something cheap that people could use. That's a
0: good idea. I love your yeah, Jewish yeah, mother it. impression because the fact that I had uh, one of my friends was Jewish. It, or not was, he still is. He's just like, all of a sudden, just wake up. Hey, you know what? I'm not Jewish today. Um, his mother long, was like a Long Island Jewish woman. Could not pronounce my name. She'd always call me Chase. Hello, Chase. How are you? It's like, I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm just doing swell. And so like, I would kind of do like an impression of her. And so when I hear you do your Jewish mother, it's like, ah, we're kind of similar people in a way. Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely.
1: I feel like uh, it's sort of weird how... Once you start like you know do uh, once I started doing the Jewish mother impression, I would have people just come in who were like Jewish and be like, "Oh my God, that's so that, that like totally speaks to me." And I you know I'm not like the most religious person. I do mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really observant. You know, non observant Jew who would have thought. Uh, I think that's really common in the for for the Gentiles who are listening. That's very common in the Jewish community. But uh, I don't know. It's uh it's sort of become like a part of my streaming identity, which you know makes my mom and her rabbi very happy uh
0: <laughs> does she like the impression
1: oh yeah she loves it she loves it uh i feel like at first when i was like in high school you know we would sort of do it jokingly because my mom has that very distinct shrill voice she'd always be like you know david and then um i would sort of you know do that impression but then i started just adding on like a boobola. so i'd be like well, I'd do my mom's impression i'd be like you know i'd be like gave it my boobola. get your tookus off the couch and it just sort of like took off from there and i would do it with like my family members like my cousins and they thought it was really funny because my, again my mom is this very distinct like you know i love my mom but she has like a very distinct shrill voice mm-hmm. you know and it's very noticeable and iconic in our family and it sort of has become a meme in our family and then i would just do it in my normal life and then i eventually just started doing it on stream when my when like you know my mom would come up and and uh in conversations there and i don't even remember what the original question was but it's uh it's it just it's just a very silly thing that it's become such a huge part of my streaming identity uh to the point where you know I did the jewish mom cosplay stream not too long ago yeah, and
0: it was really good you know that
1: was oh my goodness by like every metric it was probably my most like you know successful stream ever and i don't know what that really says about my audience it, you know it just blows my mind the, the things that people latch on to and get excited about and it's, it's pretty cool
0: does she actually say boobala a lot?
1: Now she does. When I was like when I was in like <laughs> uh, high school and with like you know mockingly it was like try, I mean, you know, I was like rebellious youth. I tried to I was you know just like mocking my mom a bit. Uh, yeah. take yeah, that, and, mom. And, exactly, exactly. Uh, but then you know, like I'd say it as a joke, and then she started incorporating it into her, you know, just her lexicon, and now she calls me her boobala all the time. So, you know, it looks like, you know, I may have started but she definitely finished this uh, back and forth thing we had going back in the day, I guess.
0: <laughs> it's really, it's oddly heartwarming. It's like, oh, it started off as an impression. Like she now just kind of like helps embrace. And now like she says, and it's like, ah, oh, that's, that's heartwarming.
1: Oh. oh yeah. Like I'll call her up and be like, and just like sort of talk to her and she'll say something. I'm like, oh, that, that, that'd be a good one to, a good line to pull out on stream. And then like, sometimes she'll try to like, you know, feed me lines. I'm just like, mom, it's gotta be organic. <laughs>
0: yeah that is true Uh, what is what is your advice for people who are still like starting off when it comes to streaming
1: Ooh, i like this question yeah because i mean
0: i gotta be honest like there there is times where it's just like it is tough to stream for two hours you look over and it's like oh i'm at one viewer and that one viewer is me watching myself on the laptop because i don't have a second monitor
1: Oh, of course, of course. I mean, there's like definitely like little tricks like that, you know, like you know, make sure you, there's no reason why you should be streaming to zero people. You should always just be in your own stream, and you know, there's like the standard stuff, you know, like be consistent, you know, make sure you're talking to chat, and I mean, that's like I feel like those are the big two that people say all the time. I there, there. I mean, I know all the good things in life come in threes, but I couldn't mm-hmm. think of a third one there. But I'd say that uh, something that I don't hear people say enough is, you know, really just work on your content uh it all comes back to like w- your content and make sure like you give people value from that because you know i don't I, like i don't view what i'm doing as just like i'm not just playing video games like yeah i am playing video games but i view it as like you know i'm putting on a show and people are are, are watching me and i try to make sure like they're, they're getting some entertainment value out of there because that's why i feel like that's why people a lot that's why a lot of people come watch me i feel like you know i got i got like the high level hearthstone play and then i'm also like an entertaining dude and and those are the reasons why people typically watch me. Maybe people spite watch me if they're like an inferior David. I don't really know. I can't speak to that, but uh, I try to just make sure I'm giving people value with what I'm doing. Because I guess at the end of the day, I, I always make I, I made this joke to another content creator. I don't know if, it, if it's a appropriate joke to make here, but I say that like go for at it. the end of the day, your content has to be better than porn uh, because <laughs> as a as a as a content creator. You're in competition with someone's attention for like everything else in their life, and including porn, which you know that's it's like super addictive shit. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could say ah, it, go swear. for I'm, it, whatever. Okay. My co-host does so time. All right, so I guess from my perspective, I'm just like, if I could like make my my content better than porn, and people will watch my content. And I I don't know. I I guess I sort of got inspired by that because I I was like reading an article about Netflix and Netflix. You know, I think they, they asked like the head of Netflix, like, oh, are you worried about competition from like Hulu or Apple TV or Amazon? And they're like, no, we're worried about like people sleeping like the, they're not they're not like worried about competition. They're worried about like people's attention, like with, with everything else in their life. So I guess that's sort of what I'm speaking to with like your content has to be better than porn because there's like other things in people's life. And you are trying to, you know, get people's attention for a little bit of time and you really got to make good content, you know, like people's time is valuable. And I think a lot of people, especially when you're smaller, you think like, I definitely, I I know I thought this, I'm just like, man, I'm so freaking good. Uh, You know, like my content's great. And it's just like, no, there's so much more I could be doing to just improve what I'm doing and give people more value. And uh, that's what I really strive for. Even now, like, you know, I'm still trying to find ways to make sure I'm giving people more value because people don't have to be watching me. And it's really important that I'm respectful of that. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, while they're there, I give them a good time.
0: First off, before Mm -hmm. we wrap this up, Check him out on Twitch. He's a great streamer. If you don't know him, you should. Twitch.tv slash TheSuperiorDavid. YouTube.com slash C slash SuperiorDavid. He has great YouTube videos on Hearthstone. If you want to learn about Hearthstone and, get, and help get better at Hearthstone, watch his videos. Watch his deck videos. They are very informative. Uh, I just recently got uh, watched his on the Quest Rogue that he made a while back. I recently just got the Rogue Quest line. It's helped me out a lot. So, David, I will ask you the same questions I ask all of my interviewers or interviewees. I've asked this to Grant Kirkhope. I've asked this to Grant Kasavin, Vernon Shaw, all these. So, inspired by the late, great James Lipton, here we go. My own rendition, I should say. First off, what are you streaming right now?
1: Uh, You know, Hearthstone.
0: I mean, let me rephrase that. What show are you watching right now on netflix or hulu or amazon or apple tv oh
1: oh, okay well you know we're you know we're we're both filming television grads here so Mm -hmm. that's a big question but uh at the moment i we just started how i met your mother because i'd never seen it the superior lady has and uh then we also got you know jojo's bizarre adventure as like one of our side shows and Mm -hmm. then also uh started the new season of big mouth so that's sort of like the rotation at the moment
0: yeah. You brought up an interesting point. It's like, oh I'm streaming hearts. So I was like, well yeah, no crap. Do you have time to actually stream for like oh, actually not stream? Do you actually have time to play other games?
1: You know, not really. Uh it really depends on where in the expansion cycle. Like I, I-, I feel like uh last game I played just to, you know, just-, just for funsies was uh uh what what's it called? Ghost of Tsushima. And like the Supreme oh, so got good. me up for her- for, yeah, it was awesome. She got it for me for Christmas, and then I didn't get to play it for like seven, like probably like four months, because I just been so busy trying to you know keep up with the content creation. Mm-hmm. But then there's there's inevitably like a lull because it's just how the you know like video games work. You know they can't be inter- like they can't be full entertaining for forever. There's always gonna be like a lull in the content where people are sick of it. So mm-hmm. that's where you sort of where I will tend to just like take the time to you know like squeeze in a game I really enjoy, um, or if the superior is like on vacation, I will just marathon a game.
0: Nice. Yeah, I've or more traveling. Yeah, I've been trying to finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla for the longest time because I wanted to get Mass Effect Legendary Edition because I never played any of those, and that game was just so bleeping long. Like, oh, I'm at, I'm around 100 hours. I don't know if I'm halfway through or not. I don't know my progress.
1: Yeah, I can't do those anymore. I used to. I, I feel like beginning of uh, the, the pandemic, I finally played Persona Five,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was like you know one at least least 100 hours and at least that was like that's like yeah that's like the the last like super long game i've played and i'm just like i could never do that again it was a beautiful time uh where i was where we where we just didn't know how bad this stuff was gonna be Mm -hmm. and i was just like yes i'll just play video games from home all day and then you know a month later just like
0: oh do i have to play video games today (laughs) yeah oh the struggle oh the struggle i know i know what is your ringtone on your phone? I keep my
1: phone on vibrates.
0: So you don't remember what your ringtone is.
1: No I uh, no, I I guess I'm a I'm a bad listener. I don't listen to my phone. I'm sorry. Oh, I you, the, the truth comes out.
0: Breaking news. Ding. Superior David doesn't know his ringtone. What's your alarm then? What is your alarm sound? I'll I'll adjust on the fly here
1: alarm sound i don't know it off the top of my head i have my phone right in front of me i could look it up right now um it's not nearly as aggressive as i'd like my alarm to be it is a uh, homecoming
0: homecoming what is that like a mm-hmm. song or
1: it, i mean it's just the alarm sound it's one of the can sounds
0: all right very good i just realized i,
1: I could i could just set a spotify i could make a song my, yeah, my like I have alarm. like
0: my, if I'm like dangerously late, like, hey, you have to be at work in like 15 minutes. I have like the In Fear and Faith cover of Gangsta's Paradise. I don't know if you remember that time when it was all I over my space. Oh, it's so good. Well, We could talk about metal later off air. Um, mm-hmm. What is the most played song on your iPod? Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, on my iPod, it's probably like some Iron Maiden song. Might be like Ace is high or something, but it could sure, also sure. just be some sort of Guar tune. Yeah, I love I love me some metal. And like I, I I still have my iPod. I keep it I I'll listen to it in my car. I don't like mm-hmm. using Spotify <laughs> <Who> <laughs> on my phone while band? I'm driving. Favorite band, probably Iron Maiden. It's like Iron Maiden Guar. You know, they're like my big two that mm. I will always just love so much. I grew up listening to like a lot of thrash metal. Nice. And then I eventually got into like Iron Maiden and Guar is still like they they became more thrashy over time. Mm. But yeah, those are definitely my go tos. Guilty pleasure band. Oh, guilty pleasure band. Oh my. This is a good question. Good question indeed. Guilty pleasure band. I don't even know if it's really a guilty pleasure, but I love me some uh mindless self-indulgence. I feel like as like a, nice. a metal guy, it was always like, you know, they were like, you know, they they weren't brutal enough, but now as an adult who's just like that stuff is like, you know, very frivolous and who cares. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, MSI is fantastic. It um, really is.
0: Like, it just like I mean I still to this day say like I like my coffee black just like my metal. Like it's oh, such yeah, whenever, a great yeah. lyric.
1: I know whenever someone says I like my coffee black you can't you can't help but say it. Mm-hmm. Um and then like my roommate in college he also really liked MSI and we got along like really well. He was like more into him than I was and we ended up seeing him together and that was like a really cool experience but yeah I I say probably MSI. Um <laughs> trying to think of any, anybody else but yeah yeah, i, I can't th- think nothing else is coming to mind so we're, we're just gonna say mind the self-indulgence all right.
0: favorite song you like to belt it out to no matter how good or how bad you sound
1: oh my goodness all the all musical questions here so far. I wish I'm I... getting
0: all the musical ones out of the way
1: oh god i gotta answer these questions fast i'm sorry i'm just chewing up the chewing up your time here no it's
0: fine i mean there's no time limit i just i felt bad i'm taking up most of your time like, oh. I I, pre- I appreciate all the time you've been giving me here. We're at, like, almost at 80 minutes.
1: Oh, God. Well, that's because ADHD, I could just talk forever. Oh, but, that's fine. Uh, I could go for I mean, I I'm a in radio. That's
0: what I do. I talk with people. So, yeah.
1: So, let's see. Song I want to, uh, I'd I always be able to belch it out to, no matter, like, how bad I sound. Um, You know, the, the Superior Lady and I, like, I don't do karaoke often. I actually have a, you know, my singing voice is... Uh, Let's just say that people's ears aren't superior enough to appreciate my, you know, very unique singing voice.
0: That's very good. But fair.
1: uh the Superior Lady and I, we do a great uh karaoke duet of uh Baptize Me uh from the Book of Mormon. I really I actually love the Book of Mormon. Um I don't know if you're familiar I've with never it.
0: watched that.
1: Oh my goodness. It's an amazing musical that like opened me to the world of musicals. And it's by the guys who uh, you know, did South Park, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Trey Parker Matt Stone. So it's really like uh, it really doesn't hold anything back and it can be pretty scathing towards, you know, the, the uh, Mormon church. And it's also hysterical. They have a song called Spooky Mormon Helldream, which is probably also up there for songs like I could just, you know, I could be super intoxicated or s- sound horrible. And I'll still just sing along to that because it's so catchy.
0: If you could eat one thing or one meal, I should say, for a week, what is it? Just Nonstop. Just go to town on it.
1: Uh, deep Dish Pizza, because I'm from Chicago.
0: That's fair. That's that's an easy one. That's an easy one. There you go. Favorite superhero.
1: Oh, my goodness. Favorite superhero. Asking the hard-hitting questions. I know. Who would
0: have thought these were the hard-hitting questions, not like, you know, what do you think of the current meta in the Hearthstone right now?
1: I don't know. That's easy stuff. That's stuff that's on my mind all the time. This one, I'm just like superheroes. Mm-hmm. There's so many out there, you know, and I like... What, can I, like, say my dad because he's my hero, you know? Uh, no, let's see. Real superhero. Um,
0: is your dad your hero?
1: I mean, he taught me everything I know about being superior, but I, he's, he's a hero, but I, I don't know how super he is. That's the only problem there. Uh. I know. I'm trying to think because, you know, I do love me like the Marvel movies, but, you know, I I, I grew up. Oh, actually, no, Spider-Man. Easy, easy Spider-Man. There we go. All right. I feel like Spider-Man is just such a relatable superhero.
0: Okay, fair enough. To help settle a bet, do you think Mega Man is a superhero?
1: Um I don't think so. I don't think he is. I feel like in the cartoon maybe they portrayed him more as a as a hero, but I feel like in the games he's just uh he's a he's a ro- just like a normal robot who had the this uh this uh, you know, uh mission to just stop these other evil robots thrusted upon him. I think he's more of a, like an unwilling hero. I know I'm really getting like way into the the weeds on Mega Man here, um, but in the first game, you know he, you know he's uh, it's really he's has he's forced to just sort of fight against his brothers, and you know stop to just save the day. And I, I wouldn't really call that you know being a superhero. I feel like he's a Hero that maybe didn't want that responsibility thrust upon him. I know I'm just like people are like David. What are you talking about? He's just a dude who just jumps and shoots. But I'm I'm going. He's into more it, than I'm just really- that.
0: He is a superhero. Damn it, Elf.
1: Oh wow, you think he's a superhero? I think oh, he is. God. Like it's
0: my roommate and I, or my former roommate. He, you know, obviously like you know, he moved out and you know we both got married to different people. And so we have to, you know, live with our wives and stuff. Why did I make that awkward? Uh, he doesn't yeah. think so. And by the way, I love that you're like five lists. Like I wasn't saying, you know, Oh, Hey superior list just to go with the joke. That's a really good list. in case you don't know, uh superior David listed five games that were important to him throughout his youth and teen years. And it's an incredible list. Mega man X resident evil four devil may cry, soul caliber two and left for dead. Great list.
1: Yeah, I grew up with, like, a lot of Capcom games in my life. And, you know, Mega Man X was my first game. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I guess Mega Me- 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 Man saves the day. But I, w- I don't think that makes you a superhero, you know? <sighs> Man. Thought Maybe for I'm a brief just second. hairs.
0: For a brief second. It's like, oh, I might have just got it, but nope. Um, drink of choice, alcoholic or non-alcoholic.
1: Oh, uh, Moscow Mule or Whiskey Sour. But I think lately Moscow Mule.
0: Favorite internet video.
1: Oh man, uh Christian the Lion.
0: Christian the Lion. I don't think I know that one.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, get get make sure you you have like a box of tissues next to you because it will make you cry. It's this it, it's this heartwarming reunion between um Oh wait, uh, these, is that uh, the guy
0: that like grew, like trained the lions growing up and then all of a sudden like he opens the gate and the lion just like kind of hugs him?
1: Yeah, yeah, these two dudes they like raised this lion as a cub and they had to you know release him back into the wild because he's a lion and uh they visit the lion like years later as when he's an adult and the lion remembers him. And there was this one video it was probably taken down due to like DMCA, but like it's a, uh, it's that Aerosmith song. Uh, I would sing it, but I can't, uh, don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to miss a thing. Yes. And the way it's like edited is just like perfect to the song, or maybe the song's just written perfectly to this video. And it's just beautiful. This heartwarming reunion between, uh, these two grown men and this grown, an adult lion you know i feel like we live we live in such like a cynical age where like something like that just really touches my heart
0: all right uh, i added two new questions to this list for those of you who've listened in the past 2020 was a really crappy year what was one positive that came out of it
1: oh man one positive that came out of 2020 that's a good question I'm trying to think like what have i been doing this past year I guess. Oh, one good thing is I've gotten to just you know hang out more with my cat. Uh, low key has been pretty awesome. She's she's fantastic.
0: And finally, and I know you've been you've been going back and forth. And you could say if you have another one, we'll be happy to have you back on this show because it's been a lot of fun. Give me your spiciest hot take about anything. Oh, fantastic.
1: I thought of a good one. Um, I'm going to keep it David related because I got to stay on brand here. And my uh, spicy hot take is that uh, David Attenborough's voice is too good. Um, I'm watching the, you know, the planet earth documentary videos and his voice is just so nice and warm and so intellectual. It really just takes away from the beautiful nature that I'm trying to watch on the screen. It's just way too good for the video. And they,
0: they,
1: they really just need to, you know, just cut him out of it in my opinion.
0: Wait, I don't know if that's... Is that spicy? Like, I feel like everybody... Oh, is that, oh God. Like, what? I feel like everybody likes David Attenborough's voice. But it's, I'm saying it's too good. You're saying, like, it shouldn't be on the nature... You, should, you just want to watch Straight Nature for 30 minutes. It, yeah, it, it, his
1: voice is too good. It detracts from the video.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not saying I like his voice. I'm saying it's too freaking good.
0: Ah, okay. So you're just saying you you'd prefer... What do you think David Attenborough should then... Like, use his voice on.
1: He should, uh, you know, uh, pick up the mantle of Billy Mays and start trying to sell us stuff because, man, he could. Oh, man. He, the the, the stuff that man could sell. Actually, is he still alive? I don't even know. David so Attenborough, much.
0: I'm on it. He should be. I haven't heard anything. I don't think the internet has cried yet. Oh, yeah.
1: 90, oh, 95. Wait, yeah 95. Wow, look at him. Wow.
0: 95.
1: It still sounds so freaking good.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, David. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Superior David. Clap at home if you're listening. Uh, If you like this, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. You don't have to say anything. Just say five stars and just say not terrible. And it's good enough for the review. And there you go. So if you do that, share that with your friends. Also, check out Superior David, youtube.com slash C slash Superior David. And most importantly... Twitch.tv slash the superior David. Hit that follow button and you will shortly hit the subscribe button because you'll realize how great he is. David, tell them your socials and where they can find you and your stream schedule.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash the superior David. Then you can find me on, oh, and I stream every uh, Tuesday, Thursday evening there and then Saturday afternoon specific time. Uh, there's all Pacific times. So maybe I should mm-hmm. give specific times. I don't even, but specific Pacific times. I don't know. Yeah, give them uh,
0: the specific Pacific time.
1: Okay, so I stream Tuesday, Thursday, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific time, and then I go for a few hours. Then I stream Saturday afternoon, uh, starting at 1 p.m. Pacific time, and that will usually go for like, you know, like until like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. And uh, I'd say I, I have the schedule of like a child of divorce, basically. You know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday.
0: That's a really good, I, I like that. That's a really good line the schedule of a child of divorce
1: that yeah that's a joke that i've been trying i've been trying to work in more because a child of divorce i think it's funny but like Mm -hmm. i just don't know what people who like grew up with like happy families would get it so um i I, you you seem to get it so there we go i i
0: i enjoy i enjoy all types of humor like i i like edgy humor or like dry humor and all that stuff but.
1: okay and then uh, and but enough about your edgy humor you could also find me at uh youtube.com slash c slash superior david uh for some awesome hearthstone videos and you can also follow me on twitter at uh you know i think it's just at uh superior david hs because uh the, the regular superior david account has been taken by a bot and uh twitter is just not really doing anything about it
0: excellent david thank you for coming on and thank you all for listening I've been Chase Bunker. You can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker. You can also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash that underscore game show. All right, go be great. And also, don't forget to cancel that free trial. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out more episodes on iTunes and on our YouTube page, YouTube.com forward slash that game show show. And follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash that game show show.